live. Welcome to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I'm your host, KB, KB Visions. It has been a hot minute since I have been on the air, and I can't even tell you no matter how many years I do this, I still have butterflies before every show, which is so funny because I get so nervous. So huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this all together for creating an entire radio station basically out of thin air. We started with one show, then we started with two. Now we have, I believe, 35 shows and almost 2,000 episodes. You can find us on thewakeupradio.com, and you can also find us on our new social media page, otwtube.com. So, and uh, much love and respect to the entire On The Wake Up Radio family. I appreciate all of you and everything that you do. Let me turn off my phone here. So tonight's show, I decided I took a little time off um, during the summer just to kind of be and just to kind of just, you know, invest in me. Uh, But I've had this idea for a show that I wanted to do for a couple of weeks now. And tonight's show is called If I Only Had a Brain. And I kept thinking about all of the ways that people are being manipulated, we're being mind controlled, there's a mind virus right now, like a legit mind virus that's that's circulating. And and some of the preparations that are also taking place, for example, the CDC and the government are both preparing for a zombie apocalypse. Now, I know most people think a zombie apocalypse is like mummified people walking down the streets. That's not really it. We're watching it take place every day. A zombie apocalypse is people wearing face masks. It is people um, being obedient and subservient to what they're being told to do in a very zombie-like manner. Where it will escalate to, I don't know. But I do have a feeling that based off of some of my research and how the brain works and, and the functions of the brain itself, that one of the problems that is going to start taking place, which I believe is going to contribute to the zombie apocalypse, is prion disease. And prion disease is also a form of mad cow disease. And it's an excess of white matter in the brain, basically, that takes place. And it impairs you know, our memory. It impairs um, your cognitive awareness. Basically, it can just make you go crazy. So uh, prion disease occur- occurs when normal prion protein 
found on the surface of many cells becomes abnormal and clumped in the brain, causing brain damage. This abnormal accumulation of protein in the brain caused memory impairment, personality changes, and difficulties with movement. All of those right there, if we took that definition, just this sentence alone where it says the abnormal accumulation of protein in the brain can cause memory impairment, personality changes, and difficulties with movement. If I told you that was a definition of a zombie, you would believe me because it's pretty descriptive in what we would classify if we thought about a zombie and didn't visualize the images that they've had us mind controlled to think of when we think of that. So the prions, they're misfolded uh, proteins and, and with the ability to transmit their shape um, and, and the characterize, it says that they characterize several fatal and transmissible neurodegenerative diseases in humans and many other animals, hence the mad cow disease. Now, the reason I'm starting this discussion tonight with prion disease is, is I'm kind of going to go here and work around and throw some stuff out there. What I want to do is show you an example of our brains, the functions of it, the, that we have this operating in our system all the time because we have an operating system. So what does that say about who we are? And I have some really informa good information on that. Uh, his name, make sure I get it right, Preston, right? Um, what is our brain really, right? So what is it really? Preston Nichols, who I'm going to play a couple of clips from the Montauk Project. Uh, he was the electronics engineer on that, and he has some really interesting things to say about the brain too. But we would call our bodies a lot of times an operating system. This is our system. This is the way it operates, right? So then... What is our brain? Some believe it's only an interface, that, that it's basically empty, there's nothing there, and then we're able to pull information in and use that information. And very interesting, uh, where is my article on it? You have to bear with me for a second. Very, very interesting um, thing about this brain, right? Because we think the brain is everything, right? to have a brain to live. Well, you don't. You don't have to have a brain to live. In, in fact, if you go to, there's a site called Mysterious Universe, and it's miraculous cases of people who lived without a brain. In fact, one child was only expected to live three minutes, wasn't expected to live at all. He was born without a brain. His the x-ray of his head only had a brain stem in it. It didn't have the brain itself. And they said he would never live. Well, the child lived. In, in fact, there's cases, where is the oldest? I think where children were living up until, let me scan right here, 10, 12, uh, six years old, 10 years old, 12 years old. Um, some, it depends on the, the different person, but one child is actually able to say mommy and say a couple of other things with no brain. And so some are born with a skull that's empty. And then there's actually some, there's one child who was born, um, Jackson Buell, and he was just born basically with a face. He doesn't have the back of his head, but yet he can function. He can, he's, he's, you know, he would be different in a lot of senses, but he doesn't have a brain. The other children don't have brains. How, how is this possible? 
right? So what really is the brain and how does this really function inside of us? Uh, there's a lot of information that says that it's just a, a computer interface. It's just, and then we have the brain gut connection and some say the gut is the actual brain that does the thinking for us, which is really interesting when I get to that because it's the bacteria that actually does some decision-making in our gut and people who don't have any healthy bacteria in their gut, they did studies, they can't make any rational decisions. It's This whole thing is really fascinating, right? Because we just walk around most people don't think. Most people don't critically think, but most people don't even think. They just take what they're told and then use it in some way, right? It's almost like the first computers that came out that we knew of those like very like primal, you know, very, very like, uh, <laughs> take the old arcade games, that type of thing. So before I go on, I have brought this up. I want to read this because I often uh, on my on my Instagram page, and OGW Tube, I often, um, it's the lyrics of a lot of songs, right? That for me hold a lot of keys. It's like once you really pay attention to the lyrics in some songs, you kind of get a, a uh, it's, it's like a, a little key opening a lock in our minds, in our computers, and unleashing some new information. Uh, I went to an art exhibit yesterday and it was like one of those, you know, uh, you had to figure out, find the clues and then enter this code in somewhere. And then I had a friend telling me about an escape room and then there's codes in there and it got me to thinking. And I feel like this is what this whole thing is, is that there's little codes and there's little things that we're supposed to be paying attention to right now so that we can get out of this, we can escape this room, this hell, this, this little box that we've been locked into, this, this very uh, limited vision of what we can see and who we are. So the lyrics to If I Only Had a Brain it was sung by Judy Garland and Ray Bulger, which, by the way, if you look into the information of Judy Garland and what they did to her on this movie set, uh, it's just, you know, you can really see the evil and how long it's been existing. But the lyrics to this song, and when you think about this, for, for those of us who are in tune, right, on a conscious level, when you think about this, you know, kind of like, let's just let it simmer for a second and see what and where attaches. So if I only had a brain, I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain, and my head I'd be scratching with my thoughts are busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'd unravel every riddle for my individual, in trouble or in pain. With the thoughts that you'll be thinking, you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain. Oh, I could tell you why the ocean's near the shore. I could think of things I'd never thunk before. And then I'd sit down and think some more. It would not be just a muffin, my head all full of stuffing, my heart all full of pain. And perhaps I deserve you and be even worthy of you if I only had a brain. Find the lyrics to this very interesting because it's kind of like saying that you know that if you have this brain and this connection you would be able to consult with the rain and talk with the flowers basically i am that's what i'm taking from this so if we use it in that aspect um then it would work you know the the 
they have the psychology of the brain and the experiments that they have done. And for as long as they have done them, they have been manipulating us. So what I want to do is I want to go first because I want to really set this up with Preston Nichols. And again, he worked on the Montauk project. Uh, the Montauk project uh, took place at an air force base in Montauk, uh, New York. And this happened late nineties, early seventies. So, if you haven't seen the Philadelphia experiment and, and, and researched the Montauk project, watch, just definitely do this because, you know, this is technology. They basically um, took the entire Eldridge and made it vanish from radar. They, what they did is they made it vanish from the space-time continuum. Literally, it was gone from the space-time continuum. So uh, let me pull up. Let's see. So first I'm going to go, I think it's like 2121 actually. We'll go, actually, let me go to this time first. Let me go right here. So for my listeners, you're listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio, on the wakeupradio.com and our social media page is otwtube.com. All right, let's see. That we need the Schumann resonances, the noise background of the planet was lost. Oh, hold on. Pulled off the experiment. Here we go. And they integrated this all into one super mind research project. And they they finally developed the stealth technology so that they could literally synthesize the earth references that human beings need. One of the reasons they went nuts is that the human beings need the electromagnetic background of the Earth. Mm -hmm. When that bottle was sealed, like it was, mm -hmm. on the Eldridge, open-ended just a Montauk, and it became in the vortex. The electromagnetic background that we need, the Schumann resonances, the noise background of the planet, was lost. Mm -hmm. And people went nuts because of it. They, they had no basis. They didn't know where they were. Mm -hmm. And eventually, with all the high degree of electromagnetic fields, the mind broke. Did you hear they that? How to the, the mind broke with the electromagnetic fields. Listen to what he says next. Synthesize that background and how to concentrate the fields into a bottle. Mm -hmm. So the inside, it was pretty much neutral and pleasant like the earth. Mm -hmm. Of course, all the final reports were written. So he's saying here that they have discovered a way to interfere with our nat natural electronic flow with this earth. And in the process of doing that, they discovered, again, this is the late 60s, right? They discovered that the interruption of these frequencies makes us lose our mind and not have any cognitive awareness of where we are. That's kind of where we are right now when you think about the inundation of the radio frequencies that we have and you think about the mindset, right, of the people, of the masses of the people who are not aware, who are not aware of what is going on around them in this world. And even when presented with the information, their cognitive sonus kicks in and they have nothing. Listen to what he says next. Okay, so right, it's actually interesting. It was on 2121. So... No, I'm not going to get it exact, so i got to go right here. Okay. What's your background? I'm a central electrical engineer. Okay. I have a BS degree. Mm -hmm. and, uh, my specialty was essentially receivers. Okay. As you see, these are all receivers. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a fanatic on receivers and radio gear. Mm -hmm. So I was taken out and 
it was my job was to modify the big old radar transmitter for this special purpose. Mm -hmm. It started out with what we call the microwave oven experiments, where they just took a human being, stuck him in the building, focused the big antenna on him, pumped out a hundred million watts of power, and hooked the people in that radar beam. Mm -hmm. And they got it to the point where they could actually type in a command to the computer, and the computer would pulse the transmitter, and the person would do it to some extent. Mm. Then, so they were triggering mechanisms in, in the brain. <laughs> Don't know through if it's direct or the psyche. See, here we're getting to the question. Really interesting. Is, is your intelligence in the brain, or is it some quantum function that's outside the brain. I personally believe the brain is a computer interface and that your intelligence is outside the brain. Oh. But there are documentation yeah. of a number of people existing without a brain. To continue on the talk story, they had developed the microwave oven experiment to a point where they got a you know, they could type in a command, they could get the person to, to act like a chicken or whatever it is. See? It was Duncan here was one of those research people that they hit with this. Mm -hmm. Why someone didn't realize that, that this would burn out the person's brain, I don't know. So what he's saying here is he's saying that they discovered that they could use the radio frequencies to control the behavior of the people. And this is what's going on right now. It's also proven, uh, I'm going to end that there. But again, if you haven't watched, that's the Philadelphia experiment. It's uh, amazing. So, uh, you know, one of the things that when I was researching about the brain that I had learned was the fact that what stress does is stress actually shrinks, shrinks in the hypo, I'm going to say it wrong. You know, I mangle words, uh, hippocampus right? In the, in the hippocampus, in that part of the brain, when stress is induced, what happens is the little connections, the neurons, they actually start to shrink. And what that does is it impairs your memory. It impairs your cognitive awareness. It basically shuts you down, right? It, it, it turns you, I guess, for lack of a better word, into a shell of a person. Now, you have to realize that, what is it, how many days to flatten the curve? Was it 15? To, I don't even know. I don't even know at this point. It's just so insane, right? But for the last year and a half, they have done nothing but induce stress on the populace, right? And these and, and the majority of people, again, are not aware. So what is taking place is they are redesigning. They're, 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 they're taking people who aren't aware of the programming of a brain and they're reprogramming it. They're redesigning people every day in every hour of every minute of the repetitious verbiage that they're putting out there and the stress they're inducing. So they're inducing stress. They're reducing when they, when they put stress into the body, into the brain. Now it shrinks, literally just shrinks. We'll just say, we'll say it in, in very easy terms. So the brain shrinks. So now when the brain shrinks, it's very easy to control or plant new thoughts and ideas into it over repetition. One of the easiest forms of mind control is repetitious, repetition, countdowns, and like swirling patterns. It's pretty much what like, you know, a lot of the newscasts or a lot of the things do, like when you think of like a show that used to run like Entertainment Tonight or those, and they have the 10, 9, those are all forms of, of hypnotism. And then, let me pull this up, we combine in that, 
one of my favorite patents to tell people about. This is patent 6506148B2. This was, uh, or this is, I should say, a. Uh, it was filed in 2001, but I believe it's a little bit older than that. But anyways, it is a nervous system manipulation by electromagnetic fields from monitors. Psychological effects have been observed in human subject in response to stimulation of the skin with weak electromagnetic fields that are pulsed with certain frequencies. So what they're doing is they're able to, um, it says, it is therefore possible to manipulate the nervous system of a subject by pulsing images displayed on a nearby computer monitor or TV set. For the latter, the image pulsing may be embedded in the program material or it may be overlaid by modulating a video stream. Right, it goes on. You can read the rest of it again. It's 65 U.S. 6506148B2. And the majority of the people who are becoming mindless, if I only had a brain, are sitting in front of the TV in a scripted, mind-controlled platform, right? Because all of the media is, is owned by, what well, it, it, it used to be six corporations. It may be five at this point. I thought one of them merged. Uh, five corporations oversee all of the media that we listen to, we read, and that we watch. And then you apply in the Smith Month Modernization Act, which allows the government to lie and bullshit us. So they're lying to us. They're bullshitting us. And at the same time, the majority of the people who are looking to the news as if it's some neon god looking for information are being controlled by the frequencies and subliminal uh, flashes of light which is also very interesting because those, the flashing of lights, right? Whether subliminal or obvious, like if you took a flashlight and clicked it and it was very obvious or the ones that are generated from the computer screen, like when you hold your camera up to a computer screen, you can see the pulse. Well, that affects us all the time. Uh, side note, uh, yellow sunglasses and red sunglasses are really good to help block that out. Uh, you can look into that. But they're sitting in front of the frequencies. And when I was reading about the brain, uh, I was reading a little bit about epilepsy. And what's really interesting about epilepsy is it's a condition to something else, like it's a response to something else. But, you know, I watched this one video and it said in it that, you know, most people associate epilepsy with someone on the floor, you know, shaking and, and having a full seizure. And although that does happen, they listed like 10 other forms of seizures and I'm listening to it. And I was like, well, that's happened to me. Do you ever just sit there and then your body just kind of like twitches for a second, just gets that like little quick twitch and you know, that is actually listed in epilepsy and it's a disruption of our brain function. And when I was learning the different ways that it happens, like, uh, and, and some of the lists in there, it's definitely something that's happened to, to many people. I was like, well, how much have they modified the brain that there's actually this interruption now? And then, of course, because it's always, you know, the smoke and mirrors and distractions, they they have our brain assimilate to one reaction like epilepsy. You think of it and most people would associate with what I had just described a second ago and not realize that some of the stuff that happens to us every day is actually a form of that. 
And, you know, how much have they modified us? How much is that, is that pulsating coming in, causing a disruption in our own neurons and the own connections going on? When I had, um, when I was, when I was looking into it, wait, where is this one? Cause the other part I want to talk about is the reptilian brain, but let's go back here. So, um, you can have vision problems. Uh, you could have, um, reading words, which if anyone has ever listened to me, um, here or anywhere else, when I'm speaking, I mangle words. I was like, really? Uh, what else? Sometimes you could be clumsy. You could have problems on the stairs, um, but there's different forms and, and it, it hits different parts of the brain. So for vision, like you could have vision problems that's actually listed under that. Right. And it just hits the back part of the brain where your communication would be more of the sides of your brain. And the reason I'm setting all of this up is because a lot of people aren't realizing what I, what I had started with in the beginning was the prion disease is actually a, seems to be a side effect of this horrendous transhuman injection that they have put in along with, along with some of these other factors that I've listed with, you know, the, the proteins and the coagulation, they had done a couple of autopsies on brains and there was huge blood clots in the brains from uh, people. It's causing, um, Evidently, what the spike protein is doing is it's it's causing the blood cells to create a spike, we'll say, like a thorn, and it, it's all sticking together like a big thorn bush, right? You see, they can't get through that. It's slowing down, and then you have and then you have all of the frequencies which are slowing down the actual blood cells themselves. So, where is so? One of the things that's on the rise, and it's on the rise with young people, and it seems to be before it was just generational, is Alzheimer's and dementia. And it has to do, uh, again, with the hippocampus part of the brain. And it's like your memory navigation, right? It's your way that you're able to move through there. But what happens is the the proteins get damaged. And like I was just explaining, they clump together. And then what happens, all of the connections start breaking down. Once that starts happening, this is when the Alzheimer's kicks in or, or the dementia. And it's a lot of times it's dementia and then it advances into Alzheimer's. But there's another element too, is because you could just go crazy. You know, you could just not realize. And I'm going to tell you that um, when I was really sick uh, with Morgellons, I uh, one of the things I had was my, literally at moments, my brain would there was nothing in there. I couldn't, I couldn't reach any information. Uh, I've told this story before, but I'll share it now again. There was one time I was eating a bowl of cereal and uh, I went to take a spoonful and I looked at it and I didn't know what it was. There was something on my spoon and I didn't know what it was. And I kept looking at it and I put it down and I picked it up. I had no clue what I was looking at. And it took me a few minutes to kind of like reel my brain, literally like my thoughts to come back in. It was a banana. I was so sick and there was so much going on with my body that I would be walking down the street sometimes and all of a sudden I would look around and literally have no clue where I was. And this is one of the reasons why I became so intrigued with how our brains work and how they function. You know, we can heal ourselves. And when I had mentioned earlier about the fact of stress, what, what, what's a really interesting aspect of it is, as I had said, that, that the stress actually shrinks the brain, right? It cuts the connections, we'll say. But once you remove the stress right? And you put back in a healthy environment and healthy flow of energy, we could say, then those connections will grow back and become stronger again. But 
But if there's now something that will prohibit, right, that, that, that reconnection, this may be where the zombie apocalypse, mad cow, the cuckoo birds, you know, it, 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 it's going to start happening. And I'm not insulting anyone, but this is a reality of, of what is a probability. You have, again, the CDC, which, you know, they have their, they've, they've had the preparation for a zombie apocalypse on there for, for quite some time now. And I don't remember offhand, but the U.S. government, it's a coded number, uh, I have to find it in my notes somewhere some other time, but it's like code like 388C or something like that. And the U.S. government has an entire preparation for a zombie apocalypse. In fact, it's a little different from the, it, it varies, it does vary in, in a few ways from the, the CDC. Why are they both preparing for this? And why are they preparing to liquefy bodies and spray it all over the crops? I mean, I would assume in some process of that cannibalism, that is going to start messing up people's brains. Right? At some point. So they are manipulating people's the brains, the interfaces, the computers, which we'll, we'll, we'll elaborate more on that in a minute. What they're doing is they have been um, creating such an element of fear. Do you know, I want to gag every time someone tells me, stay safe, be safe, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Seriously, I even I downloaded my app just to see what that said backwards because I was like, oh, I don't know, is it is it some kind of spell and reverse speech? Like, why why is everybody saying this? Like, I was a wild child. My mother never told me to be safe when I was a wild child. I'm a grown woman now. She's like, be safe. Ugh, please shut off the TV. And that's the point. It's that repetition. You know, it's drilled in over and over and over again. Let me come over here. You're listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio, and I am your host, KB, KB Visions. So let's see. Um, one of the other reasons why I find this really interesting is about how the brain works, right? So is it an interface? Is it something that's just able to pull information in? Or is it just stuff that you learn and that's there? But either way, that's how a computer works. A computer learns, it's a learning process, and uh, they say that the brain is actually like the biggest computer there is, and, and the computer system is kind of mimicked off of the brain. Um, but, so are we able, you know, which is it? And I, I don't know if I have an exact answer for me personally, but I will tell you, being a poet, and having poems come in in full form in downloads or messages or however they come in. Like I had one today, I was getting out of the shower and it's like this information starts coming in. I have to like grab a pen. I have to, it's, it's, it's the strangest thing because it wasn't like I was sitting there going, let me think of a poem. It doesn't work like that. Like I'll be just minding my own business doing me. And then all of a sudden I have a full, I'm talking a full, beautiful, amazing message that comes in. Where did it come from? Like, where did that come from? So for me, I feel like I can pull information from the ether that I can harness information in. And perhaps that's the whole idea is that our brains are literally the strongest computer there is, but the inversion wants us to play games 
with the computer itself. So now that becomes dominant over us. Remember, earth is the heart. You take the H off the end of earth and you put it on the beginning. And this is what they've always been after is our spirit, right? And our spirit is housed. And if we're controlling our, uh, our if we control the way that our spirit maneuvers by a thought process of a computer in this avatar we're in, in this suit, then perhaps, you know, this is part of that, that, that element that they're after to shut everything down. I found this really interesting. Um, it's about consciousness transfer. So again, like if you can transfer consciousness from, from one brain to another, what does that say? You know, is it really this organic thing or is it a form of wetware, right? Is, it, is, is that what they're doing because they mimic everything? And wetware is a bio, biocomputer in a sense. So this is on, it's from James Cameron's Avatar fandom, right? Consciousness transfer. This is really interesting, uh, this part right here. So it says, the consciousness transfer is a Navai ritual where consciousness of a single being is transferred from one body to another. The goal is to transfer the spirit or consciousness of the individual that is uh, practiced upon. Sorry, let me fix this right here for one sec. A little thing come in. Shoot. Stop. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. The goal to transfer the spirit of the consciousness of the individual that is being practiced upon is a comatose or empty body permanently by passing them through the eye of Iwa. Only the uh, Tepani and Omatakaya clans have been shown to perform this, the ritual. They perform a ritual by the entire clan's uh, quests into the neural link locations on Pandora and performing a Terran equivalent of a large-scale ritual chant presided over. Now, how often do they have people doing chants? Right? You know, you think about all these little slogans or, or these things that they have and these people are chanting them over and over and over again for some of these, you know, uh, government run associations that have slogans, you know, and they have a little thing. I was watching something one day and it was really interesting. And it says, you know, you get a catchy enough slogan and people won't even question what it's for. They'll just say it and repeat it. And most people do. It's like they're like a very early computer. They're not very advanced in the thinking process. So they have been able to transfer consciousness from one body to another. And uh, they show us all the time that they can do it. You know, they're, they're actually showing us synth and, and stuff um, at certain science fairs, or they'll, they'll talk about it in a certain way. And, you know, they kind of allude to it, but not necessarily, but it's there. So if they can transfer your consciousness, how, how I ask people, how do you even know who you are? Like, and I have to say from all of the research I do, when I tell people that I question things all the time, I question things all the time. I have an overstanding of this AI, this nanotechnology, this smart dust, which I'll get into the brain, brain blood barrier, right? They, they have learned to, so the brain blood barrier, the way that it works is we have capillaries throughout our whole body, but the ones in that area are really special ones. And they have a certain, what is it called? They have a certain like little code that keeps it shut. Give me one sec. 
And uh, the way that that works is that nothing can get through there. But what they've been able to do is it's called a tight junction. Yes, the brain ca um, capillaries, it's called a tight junction. And it's a seal that's tighter than all others, right? So what, and that keeps stuff out of the brain, right? That shouldn't be there because the way the capillaries, they filter what shouldn't be there so it can't get through. And because that's the protective barrier to the brain, then uh, that that's why it has that tight junction. But now they've able to transport this technology through the brain blood barrier. And especially anyone who has had a uh, vaccination test, do you think it's a COVID test? It is not, that is how they vaccinate cattle. So if they have stuck a Q-tip up your nose and rubbed your brain blood barrier, they have deposited nanoparticulates that are now penetrating through that brain blood barrier and altering the neural connection in your brain. It's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's what it is. I'm not making this up. This is shit that's taking place. So it, 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 it causes it either to contract or to dilate, but it actually helps to control the brain functions once it penetrates. Well, that's what it does, but when it's altered, uh, that's what it does to penetrate it. Really interesting thing is in 2018, I, I had talked about this at that time several times. Elon Musk did a few interviews, and in one of the interviews he did, he said that, they had um, that the bandwidth connection, uh, that the, the connection between the brain and the computer was already done, but he had to tweak the bandwidth connection so that it actually worked. So this is from, actually, this is from CNBC. It's just an article I pulled up because I've, I've read them before. I just wanted to use it as a reference now. It's Tech Drivers, and it was published on September 7th of 2018. It says, Elon must soon announce a Neuralink product that can make anyone superhuman by connecting their brains to a computer. He says, a Neuralink increases the data rate between the brain and the computers and will give humans a better shot at computing with AI. Now, for anyone who's ever thought a thought and it showed up on the AI and you're questioning whether or not your brain is connected, it's not a coincidence in a randomness because the word coincidence means to coincide. So it's going together. Your thought, it's showing up, is a clear indication the bandwidth has been connected. Must made the comments before he smoked weed. Oh, that was the Joe Rogan one. So down here. So let me get to the thing. It's a Neuralink. It's a technology that will seamlessly combine humans with computers, giving us a shot at being symbiotic with artificial intelligence. And then he argues and says, he says, you know, we're already attached to our phones and that we're cyborgs. That's absolutely true. We are cyborgs. If you are walking around holding a phone, having earbuds in, any electronic device that is attached to your body, that is a cyborg. It's just they do it in a way where they, they, no one's using their brain, right? That everyone's a shiny little trinket. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. But it comes at a cost. All of this comes at a cost. There's a reason why everybody has a phone in their hand. It's called a cell phone because it is a prison. You are now, and I am now, in a form of a cell. And, you know, just to, to, to digress for a minute, you know, we are inundated every day, and, and people think it's just Wi-Fi. That is, that is hardly, hardly the case. 
We have Wi-Fi. We have Li-Fi. There's also something called MiFi. And MiFi is a way, I think that they have converted that honestly into the jab. But MiFi is a way to always have a, a mobile hotspot with you. But I'm pretty sure that just because of the name of it itself, that it's in there. We also have um, LED. So actually, um, let me digress for a second because this is kind of important, this part, because it, it coincides with how it all affects the brain. So um, let me see. Let's see what little juicy tidbit I want to share. God, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I really am. Uh, so this, this is actually, some of these notes are, are, are my, my notes that are the connections between the breakdown of the, um, of the deaths of the tests and how it actually is converting, um, the segmented atoms of your body. So it kind of gets kind of a little deep right there, but I want to, I want to digress for a second into the Li-Fi and the Wi-Fi, um, they're photodetectors to receive lights and signals, and it converts data into a seamless amount of contact. So what Li-Fi, a lot of people don't realize what Li-Fi is. Li-Fi is, um, it's an invisible light coming in and it runs wireless communications, right? It, it, it's at very, very high speeds. So the light bulbs, all of your LED light bulbs, people, those are routers, right? They enable the data transfer and their speeds up to 224 gigabytes per second. So that means that every LED light bulb that you screw into your house is not only emitting a frequency that is disrupting everything in your natural being and your awareness and you're able, your brain, my brain to function at a normal rate. Because as, as I go back to the part um, where Preston says, he says that they discovered that the frequencies make people go crazy and you can't absorb and retain information anymore. So the Li-Fi light bulbs in your, in, in your home, right? What they're able to do is they're able to, um, they collect the data through the light and then they're able to take that data, turn it into binary code and create a video or an audio from that. So they could literally take the LED light bulbs in your, in your home and use them as full surveillance to create a video from that. The, the technology is just crazy, crazy advanced. And this is what they're doing and they're, and they're connecting it. So back to Elon. So he's saying he's going on the premise. I don't think he's human. Uh, but he's going on the uh, premise. He says here, if your biological self dies, you can upload it into a new unit, literally. Now, when you think about that, you know, they don't tell us anything unless they've already been doing it. So you go back to the consciousness transfer, you go back to that he's telling you right here. And then the fact, what is our brain? You can reboot a whole computer, right? You can wipe it out and start all over again. Is that what they're doing to humanity? You know, is that really what's taking place at this moment? Because it certainly feels that way. You know, you're, they're messing everybody's brain up with the frequencies, right? And so people aren't really being able to think consciously. They're not being able, you know, 
part of part of being hit with the frequencies, it's not just being hit with the frequencies, it's the disconnection from Mother Earth's frequencies. It's the disconnection from the information that we're supposed to obtain naturally, like in the song, from the wind, from the water. We're supposed to be able to talk to the trees. You know, th there's a lot of information out here. We're supposed to be able to be very in ebb and flow with um, nature around us. So the next part uh, I'm going to, it's going to be really interesting because we're going to go from the brain into a little sci-fi and then we're going to come back out again. Where are we? Oh, we're good. Okay. Um, so this is part of Neuralink and it's uh, neuralink.com. It's interfacing the brain and it's, uh, so it's really fascinating when I, when I research this stuff and I, and I learned this right from a, you know, from a nerdy point of view, it's fascinating. Like just the information is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating from a point of view where I don't want to lose myself. It's horrifying because they can override our thoughts. They can enter our dreams. They can control the way we think they can isolate a frequency. So if you're in a crowded room with a bunch of people, they can isolate. They have a certain, think of it as to give you a visual visualization, think of it as two uh, little black uh, panels, right? I'm holding two little black panels and I'm kind of moving back and forth in like a fanning motion. And then I come into an area where you're across from me. Now, me holding those two things, I can uh, project into your brain sound, any kind of sound I want to. No one else in the room will hear it because it's only isolated towards you. They can create schizophrenia. There's a lot of things that they can do. So what do they do? Do they run programs? In, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do they change this? So the link. We're designing the first neural implant that will let you control a computer or a mobile device anywhere you go. Micron scale threads, hello, Morgellons, are inserted into areas of the brain that control movement. Each thread contains many electrodes and connects to the implant of the link. Now, if you are not aware of Morgellons, um, there are carbon nanofibers in that that's set up by themselves. And uh, there's also, we have this lovely thing called, let me delete this page, uh, Smart Dust. <laughs> and uh, I thought I had it open. Let me see. Let me go over here. Smart Dust is one of those lovely things that they spray in the air. And Smart Dust is actually little computers. That's the MiFi, Macau. And I had a little clip. If I don't have it, I'll just tell you my side. So smart dust is actually little computers that come in and they work different ways. The way that the transmitters work with them, they could be working off the frequencies of a body. They could be working off the frequencies in the room, but they are tiny, tiny, um, basically little computers that they spray into the air and, um, how smart dust. So this is from MIT technology review and, uh, it's called how smart dust could spy on your brain. Exciting, right? Isn't that exciting that they're trying to access our brain, access our thoughts, actually control them? Uh, how would you know who you are if you woke up tomorrow and didn't like something that you used to like? Would you just think that you changed it or would you think that maybe they're changing something? These are really important questions to be asking if you want to know who you are in a month, in a year, in five years. 
You know, you, you know, who are you? Literally, who are you? How smart dust could spy on your brain. Intelligent dust particles embedded into the brain can form an entirely new form of brain machine interface, says engineers. This article came out, oh, July 16th, my mom's birthday, 2013. The real-time monitoring of brain function has advanced in leaps and bounds in recent years. That's largely thanks to various new technologies that can monitor the collective behavior of groups of neurons, such as functional magnetic resonance imaging. Uh, I'm going to mangle this word. Let me just have it sell you it because let's just not mangle it. <laughs> Hold on. Magnetoencephalopathy. That word. And position and myth in tomography. This work is revolutioning our, uh, our understanding of the way the brain is structured and behaves. It also leads to new engineering um, of the brain-machine interfaces, which allows people to control machines by thought alone. Now, you have to realize if you are going to be able to control a machine with your brain, it means your brain's connected to the machine. What's to say the machine can't override your brain in return and use it? You know, the very interesting thing about computers, right, about AI, there's different levels of intelligence, of artificial intelligence, whether it's something simple like Siri or if it's a self-learning like a deep mind. Right. And those deep mind ones, they figure out how to problem solve. And then what they do is they don't just keep it to themselves. They share it with every other computer. There was an instance in Japan where they had created robots. The robots turned on the people in the factory and killed uh, and, and killed the people. And then the people had destroyed the robots except for one. And then that one robot basically hid out, went online and learned how to kill them. I mean, it, talk about, uh, uh, what is it, Blade Runner, about prophecy, all of those movies coming in. So they're, 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 they're changing us every day. You know, they, they, we see the chemtrails overhead. We see the chemicals. And it's not just the smart dust. There's aluminum, strontium, barium, manganese. You know, they could put whatever they want to in a nanoparticulate. There's two different ways they spray it through a plane. One is actually through the fuel injection, and another is through a spraying process. Uh, it comes out through the propellers, I believe, if I'm correct. I'll have to double check on that. But there's two ways that they, that they put the nanoparticulates up there. They also seed, you know, there's buildings. When I was living in Boston, the 75 State Street would seed the Boston skyline perpetually, like all the time. In fact, they seeded the skyline so much that the Boston uh, Fire Department in that area would have numerous calls to the building because the neighbors would call and think it was on fire. That's how much they seeded it and they came out of it. So those things go into the air. They penetrate our brain-blood barrier, and they get in, and they start altering who we are. This is the reason why these heavy metal detoxes are so important. It's the reason why it is so important to disconnect. I see so many people who can't disconnect from their phone. And if you're not realizing that the connection, right, it's not just, oh, I'm going to pick up my phone. It's that there's this neural link. There's this invisible link that you can't see that has now been created from our devices to our brains. If I only had a brain. <laughs> so what is it? Is it just another computer? Are they trying to, you know, I had uh, a couple years ago, uh, Ray and I, when I had my co-host, Ray, Ray and I had a guest on the show. I'm so sorry. I don't remember the guest at the time. And when we were talking, I had said that I, 
I feel like that we are, you know, top physicists will say that we are in an alternate reality, that we are not in an actual reality right now, that we could be in some sleep stasis, whatever, whatever it would be, right? That we're not in an actual reality, so to say. And, um, oh my God, they're stopping my thought process right now. Shoot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Give me one second on that. Not an alternate reality. That. It'll have to come back to it. Gosh, I hate when they do that. I really hate when I do that. And the interesting thing as I'm saying that is because they can send just one little pulse, one little frequency, and that connection that I'm talking about, they can stop it. And this has been happening to more and more people. And for me, it's a little alarming because like at what point, you know, I'm sitting in front of a computer. I have my phone in front of me right now. I have my microphone. I'm sitting near my Wi-Fi. You know, like I am soaking right now in this technology that isn't visible. If you could see the microwaves and the radiation around you, you would realize how much we're drowning in it. That's what they do. They alter our minds and they change them. You know, one of uh, the things that they're doing is that scientists have entered people's dreams and got them talking. They're literally going into people's dreams and finding things out about them and provoking stuff within the dream. Uh, it says in the movie Inception, Leonardo DiCaprio enters into other people's dreams to interact with them and steal secrets from their subconscious. Now it seems the science fiction plot is one baby step closer to reality, which means it's a reality. It's already happening. If they're saying it, it's been happening for a long time. For the first time, researchers have, uh, have had, quote, conversations involving novel questions and math problems with lucid dreamers, people who are aware that they are dreaming. The findings from this lab in 36 participants suggest people can receive and process complex external information while sleeping. So what is it? You know, I don't, I don't know if other people are curious about these things. You know, it doesn't seem like the majority is that they don't really care what goes on in life. They just kind of okay with being told and how to move and how to function and it's just fine. Right. It's just they're just going on their on their way. They're not thinking about things and they're not using their brains and, you know, they're not questioning anything. So if you woke up and all of a sudden you had this really weird dream, what does that mean? It was like that time I had that experience when I was sleeping and I woke up and I did the video and I told people about how I was I was um, wasn't a dream. It was an experience. And I was in this, it was like a house. Everything was gray. I was kind of like in this house and I couldn't really leave. And there was a being there. And the being in the house had like, like they weren't braids, but they were tiny like micro braids, but they were colors. They were all, all sorts of long, like beautiful, beautiful colors. And I wanted to touch them, but I couldn't. I couldn't touch them. And then I wanted to escape and I kept trying to escape and they were really mad at me, but they couldn't do anything to me because I was protected. Like they were more pissed off because they couldn't do anything. And I was aggravating them because I kept wanting to escape. So anyways, I had talked about this. And then all of a sudden, at least 25 other people were like, I had a dream like that. I had a dream like that. In fact, one person had said they had that, that almost the same dream, except me and the person were stuck in the house together. And then I let the person go and escape and I stayed behind. And it's just really interesting. So is that, is that our, our, a connection, like a real connection showing us that we're all trapped, right? Is that what's really happening? Like, are we really trapped? Or is that some planted thing, you know, to see? Is that some experiment that they're running? Like they do all the time on us, like we're little, little lab rats. 
I only had a brain. So one of the reasons why all of this is really important is because that what is happening to society, you know, what are they doing to us and how are they affecting all, I'm just closing some of this, how are they affecting um, everybody with all, with all of this technology and, and why is this important? Well, it's important because we're, we're being so far removed from who we naturally are and our connections to um, this beautiful place. You know, for the listeners, some of you may know, but I, a couple months ago, relocated from Boston down to the Gulf Coast. And it was definitely an energetic pull that got me here. I just kind of, you know, made my way here. And since I have been here, I have found out that it is a very magical area, that there is very, very strong um, energetic pull of people like myself here. And uh, I'm really excited to see what, what happens. I've also found out that this is you know, there's a spiritual triangle in this area. It's also Native American uh, land, and it is blessed, and it is supposedly uh, protected. Uh, some really, really interesting stuff going on. So I find that intriguing. So I'm not attached to the computer. I'm not attached to my phone. I'm always thinking. I'm always using my, my brain, right? I'm always... Uh, doing that and in that process of using my own cognitive thought process, right? Not, not being, it's hard to say I'm not influenced because we're all influenced by our visual and audio all the time, whether or not we want it to be, but it, it's what happens It what takes place. But overall, I do question things and I question them a couple of times. And then I question my questioning of them because I don't, I like me. I don't, I don't want to get lost, right? I don't want to not be me if that makes sense. And that's what's happening. It's what's taking place. So what they're doing is they're literally reducing the size of people's brains. I'm sorry to laugh, but <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, you know, when you, when you, when you think about, I mean, I guess, I guess that's probably where the term evil is genius came up, right? Because like, you know, it, they're shrinking people's brains right now. So through the stress, through the trauma that they're creating, right? Because they're creating, they're, what they're basically doing is creating a society of uh, post-traumatic stress, right? So now you have not only a society that has it, but you're going to have a generation of children that are going to have post-traumatic stress on a level that they could even freak out if they saw someone's real smile because they've had a mask on for so long. You know, the emotional impacts of this and the trauma that it causes to the brain. You know, Aristotle said that, you know, you give me a child for the first seven years and I'll show you the man. That couldn't be more true. You know, that's why a lot of people can't change. It's not because they don't want to change. It's because that first seven years of their life dictated who they were. It, it was the development of their brain, of their of their thought process, of their love process. And and I have to say, although, you know, this, this realm has tried to destroy me many, many times. It's never succeeded. It never will. But my first, you know, shit, my first seven years, my first 10 years, I was, until my early teens, I was the fifth living generation. I was surrounded by generational love. I am love and I am love because of, because of that. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, that's what I was taught. I was taught love. I was taught laughter. I was, I was taught loyalty. I was taught all of these things as a humanity that we should have, like these, these honorable and these noble ways about us. They, they shouldn't be learned behavior. 
but people have become so subservient to authority, right? To, oh, I got to do the right thing. Do the, shut up. Do what's right for you. That's why you're here. You're here to experience you. This is your turn. Hey, if not, you're coming back again. You're going to suffer again and again and again and again. Even if your life is beautiful, this is not, it's a constriction of who we really should be. You know, they have the um, Stanley Milgram shock experiment. And this is probably, I will say, I always recommend stuff, but I'm going to say, watch this. I'm just going to tell you to watch this and go read about it. And this is, this is basically uh, what is taking place right now in society with the world. And it is absolutely horrifying. And People can't see it, but this is what's happening. This is what it is about, you know, ratting on your neighbor or doing these things. Let me find, okay, which is, this is perfect because it's going to lead me into my next. Okay, so this is the, uh, this, this particular article that I'm going to read from is from Simply Psychology. It's on obedience and it's a Milgram's shock experiment. One of the most famous studies of obedience in psychology was carried out by Stanley Milgram, a psychologist at Yale University. He conducted an experiment focusing on the conflict between obedience and authority and personal conscience. Milgram, 1963, examined justification for acts of genocide offered by those um, accused at the end of World War II, Nuremberg war criminal trials. The defense often was based on quote unquote obedience that they were just following orders from the superiors. The experiments began in July, 1961, a year after the trial of Adolf um, Eichmann in Jerusalem. Milgram devised an experiment to answer the question. Could it be that Eichmann and his million accomplices in the Holocaust were just following orders? Could we call them all accomplices? So Milgram wanted to investigate whether Germans were particularly obedient to authority figures um, at this common explanation for the Nazi killings of World War II. Milgram selected participants for his experiment by newspaper advertising for male participants to take part in a study of learning at Yale University. The procedure was that the participant was paired with another person and they drew, um, drew lots to find out who would be, quote, the learner and who would be, quote, the teacher. The draw was fixed so that the participant was always the teacher and the learner was one of Milgram's confederates pretending to be a real participant. A learner, a confederate called Mr. Wallace, was taken into a room and had electrodes attached to his arm. And the teacher and researcher went into a room next door that contained an electric shock generator and a row of switches marked from 15 volts, slight shocks, to 375, danger, severe shock, to 450 volts with three axes. Milgram's experiment, the aim. Milgram's 1963 was interested in researching how far people would go in obeying an instruction if it involved harming another person. Stanley Milgram was interested in how easily ordinary people could be influenced into committing atrocities, for example, Germans in World War II. The procedure. Volunteers were recruited for a controlled experiment investigating and, quote, learning and ethics deception. Participants were 40 males aged between 20 and 50 who ranged from unskilled to professional from New Haven area. They were paid $4.50 just for turning up. At the beginning of the experiment, they were introduced to another participant who was a confederate of the experiment, Milgram. 
They drew straws to determine their roles, learner or teacher. And although it was fixed, the Confederate always was, uh, was the learner. There was also an experimenter dressed in a gray lab coat played by the actor, not Milgram. Two rooms in the Yale Intersection Laboratory were used, one for the learner with an electric chair and the other for the teacher, an experiment with an electric shock generator. The learner was strapped to a chair with electrodes, and after he learned a list of words, pairs were given to, to, uh, for him to learn. The teacher tests him by naming a word and asking the learner to recall its partner pair um, from a list of four possible choices. The teacher is told to administer the shock, and every time the learner makes a mistake, increasing the level of the shock, there, are, uh, there were 30 switches in the shock generator marked from 15. So why did that skip here? Okay. So let's go. The results, 65%, two-thirds of the participants, continued to the highest level of 450 volts as the uh, participant continued to three, 300 volts. These people, when you when you go and you watch the experiment because it's documented, these people were screaming. Although it was an actor, the, the teacher, the one administering the shock, didn't know at the time that it was. And they... They wanted to stop, and and some of them turned around and said, "I can't do this. I can't do this." Sixty-five percent of them continued to electrocute their fellow man because authority told them to. They went against their own thought process. They went against their own heart, and they continued because a man in a white lab coat told them to. Fast forward to 2020, and that is exactly what has happened. They have taken basically the Stanley Milgram experiment and applied it everywhere. And this is what, and you have people ratting on each other, telling on each other, right? Oh, you should wear a mask, you know, do it for the better of everybody. Like it's just absolute insanity in what is taking place. But it's all coming down to what they want to do is this one world new order. It's to be able to control society by way of AI. It's it's to be able to control society by society, by having society become such robotic in nature that they want to do better, that social media means so much to you that you have to have so many likes that you would tell on someone else or that you would say something negative about another person so that you would get a better score. And there's a really good example of this. Let's see. I think this is it here. This is good. I like using the references. It's called Hacking Your Mind. Says, how can the government hack your mind? Inspired by the credit score that American banks use to rate the credit worthiness of every American, the Chinese have created a social credit score designed to hack the mind of every Chinese citizen. What's most ingenious about this Chinese hack is the way it mimics something familiar to every American teenager, video games. Just like the games they play, China's social credit system takes advantage of our desire to get a higher score on the Joneses to get people to want to play the game. The catch is that in this game, players don't advance by catching more Pokemon. They advance by amassing more and more points for behaving in the way the government wants them to. So maybe it's not surprising that the best explanation of how the system works comes from a video game expert. James Portnow created this video to alert people around the world to the danger posed by the gamification of government. 
Going under the innocuous name of Sesame Credit, China has created a score for how good a citizen you are. They dredge data from your social network, so if you post pictures of Tiananmen Square or share a link about the recent stock market collapse, your Sesame Credit score goes down. Share a link from the state-sponsored news agency about how good the economy's doing, and your score goes up. And having a high score gives you special benefits, like making it easier to get the paperwork you need to travel, or making it easier to get a loan. So China has gamified being an obedient citizen. What, what does that mean? Uh, it means that they've taken systems that we use in games right. uh, to make things engaging mm -hmm. and put them towards something outside of the game. In this case, making someone want to follow the party line. Here's where this goes from being repulsive to downright insidious. Because this is all part of a social network, it also scans your friends. So you will lose points for having friends with low obedience scores. <laughs> and it tells you this. At any point, anybody can check anyone else's score. And when you check your own score, Sesame Credit provides a handy map of your friends to show you who's dragging your score down. Are people in China just sort of going along with this like it's no big deal? I mean, what, what would motivate them to comply with this? It's being introduced in a voluntary fashion, which is one of the most brilliant things voluntary. about Voluntary. You can opt into the system <laughs> and show off your score on Twitter. And I mean, literally, as sort of a patriotic thing, you can show how good a citizen you are, wow. right? A government Sick. doesn't even have to tell neighbor to spy on neighbor to rat each other out, because that's all built into a seemingly innocuous game system. The government need not step in. Re-education will be handled for them by friends, classmates, and relatives who want to maintain a high score. That's the truly evil genius aspect of this, because if you have a friend who has a low score, right, and you want to have a high score, well, you can't have a high score. If you're associating with the low score people. Right. Wow. And so what are you <laughs> going to do? You're going to unfriend them. This allows the government to just sit back and let you tell me, hey, I... Uh, those articles from that like Sound radical familiar? newspaper, just please stop posting them. And and either I do, or I disappear from your life without the government having to do anything. There are consequences, besides just losing your friends, for Chinese citizens with low scores. So for instance, in Shenzhen, the city in the south of China, certain intersections, there are facial recognition cameras that recognize jaywalkers. And if you jaywalk, then your face essentially gets put on a big screen in a sort of public naming and shaming game. And if you jaywalk five times, you get put on the blacklist. And For jaywalking. That is connected to your social credit status. If you have misbehaved, well, very sorry, your life is going to become very unpleasant. This is no longer a science fiction future. It is already happening. Mm-hmm. So, that is exactly what is already happening. And this is what's taking place when you have people saying, you know, be considerate and, you know, do it for someone else. And you know, it's like this insanity that you have a vaccine and I have to get one for your vaccine to work. How stupid are you? Seriously, how stupid are you? It, it, it's, <laughs> we had a brain. You know, it's just amazing to me that, that I mean, it, it, Here's the thing. I, I'm a, an extremely intelligent being, extremely intelligent. I'm, I'm able to figure things out. I just have an amazing brain. And it's very hard for me to uh, 
have to rub my head on this one. It's very hard for me to overstand stupidity because I don't, I'm not there. My mind never worked like that. I had a conversation with my mom the other day and she told me, she's like, since the get go, you've always had something to do. You've always been busy. You were always on a mission. She's like, you always, your mind was always going, you know, always thinking, always doing something where, you know, some people can sit and do something mindlessly. I can't, that's not, that's, I've never been like that. It doesn't, doesn't work for me. I don't I, I, Being mindless to me is like, like not existing. I don't know. I know some people like to be mindless at times. It's just, it's not where I am, but this is what they're doing. They're creating a mindless society. So now basically the governments have hacked people's minds. And if you can go on any social media platform, you can see it happening. You can see the debate since when, did it become okay for anybody to tell anybody else what they should do in the medical field? You know, people put on a mask. Well, a mask is listed as a medical apparatus. Who are you to tell me? Are you going to tell me to get a cast mask? Maybe you're going to tell me to get eye surgery. But people aren't making that connection there. It's just a mask. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a medical apparatus. It's impairing, it's impairing my health on, on a great level. You know, and for all of these children who are now walking around with masks on, even adults too, let me say this for a second, for adults and for children, you know, just 30 seconds of a, of a lack of oxygen in your system impairs your cognitive thinking, your cognitive decision-making. Just a very, very short time and that lack of oxygen and that cognitive awareness is gone. And now you have a bunch of mindless motherfuckers walking around, self-selfocating themselves in a Luciferian shaming ritual, denying their brain and their body of oxygen oxygen that they need to stay healthy and to make proper decisions, not only is the, the, the lack of oxygen impairing the, the, the way the computer runs in the body, right? That actual awareness on that level, but you know, Hey, newsflash disease grows in low oxygen, you know, within the next year or two, unfortunately, I don't even know how it could go up, but I guess it could, you know, right now the cancer rate is one in three women and one, in, uh, I'm sorry, one in two women and one in three men. And if that's the case, then, uh, what, what is it going to go up to everybody who who's done this? Like how, how can you, you know, what is it? The uh, autism has, has grown 600%. I think it's one in 60 now it used to be one in 10,000, 1980, they put the Marisol in there and they stopped messing everything up. You know, when you start adding this all up, it, it seems like they're trying to to make a mindless, controlled society. But how do you get a society that's so mindless to become aware? It's quite a conundrum. It really is quite a conundrum because you have a whole mass of, of non-thinking, subservient, good little docile slaves who are doing everything they told because they want to be a good patriot and they want to be a good person. No, you're being a dickhead and you're killing society. So what is the brain, right? Is, is it some kind of a computer that, that we just pull the information in and then we use it that way? Are some of us have an advancement in our brains that we're able to do that? Uh, I would like to share a story uh, I have posted this before and it is about, um, pardon me if I panic for a low key second, I have two cats and one of my cats, I have a kitten and a cat and my cat came out and she hates the kitten. So she's been attacking her. So if I, if I jet for a second, that would be why, um, I can't even tell you how stressful that's, that whole situation is. Now I just totally lost my train of thought. She was on the prowl. 
Okay, let me come back here. So uh, there's this um, movie called The Host. And uh, the reason I bring this up is because there's been some really weird stuff happening to me over the last few years. And I always question, who are we? Like, how would we even know if we were... Uh, I, I, I've said this a thousand times and I will always say this, watch Extinction, watch the movie Extinction. It blew my mind. My jaw fell to the floor and it changed the way I think about a whole lot of things. Just watch it. It's really good. But the movie, The Host, the reason I bring this up is in the movie, The Host, uh, basically the premise for it was there were these beings like an AI being that would come into a body and take it over. And the, they would kind of kill off the person in the body and they would just be that person now, right? They would just take it over. But in this one particular girl, she fought back. She was inside there and she didn't want to go and she fought back. And what wound up happening was the girl and the AI coexisted inside of her body. Now, the reason I bring this up is because ironically in 2012, uh, out of nowhere, I had this all of a sudden my eye, my whole, I think it was my right eye, my entire right eye was full of blood. I woke up one day, it was all blood. It was so bad for like two weeks, I had to stay out of work. So fast forward to, I think it's like 2015, 16. Go in the other room, please. Go ahead. 2015, 16. And uh, I was out with a bunch of friends at one of, uh, one of my girlfriend's dinners. And uh, there's a whole bunch of us girls. We're hanging out. We're taking pictures. I look at one of the pictures. And in my right eye is that exact same ring circle that is in the host, that is in that movie. I have a poster on my, uh, my Kiwi Visions page. And then I think about my experience with Morgellons and how like it was just such a such a spiritual battle. It was literally a battle for me to exist at that time. So and and everything that I speak on, I know that it exists in this world. So is that possible? Could that have been? Um, you know, was there something trying to to do that and take over? And when you start really going into the sci-fi world of everything, it shows you that these AI beings want to come into our avatars and to use our avatars. So if you make a society of mindless beings who literally turn on each other and change all of society in that way, it would be very easily to come in and step into them. Go ahead. Thanks, Mama. And step into them and to control society in that way. So you have a whole, you know, generation now that the they did a poll and it's I think it was 52% of whatever they're calling the the, the young generations, not X, whatever, whatever the one is after that. What <laughs> they name us all. It's so funny. But they showed that 52% of them were for communism. And that's a certain brain mapping, right? That's a certain way that they brought up now this generation to literally become what they wanted them to. They've changed the wiring, that natural connections. You know, these children at, at that age bracket, they've never grown up with just nature. They've only grown up with AI. And if they can create a neural link between the brain and the computer and these children have an excess, what is it, like 50-something vaccines? There's nanotechnology in there. Of course there is. You know, uh, it's like the series, the feed, right? Where the, where the AI actually becomes integrated into the, 
DNA, which is what exactly, exactly what, you know, for, for the listeners, for people who really aren't aware, and sometimes you have to hear things more than a few times to have it simmer in, in what's taking place. You know, the vaccines, they're not vaccines. They're not, they're not, they're not protecting anybody from anything. They're actually doing the complete opposite. There's never been any trials on them, but here's the part that's very alarming is they have the technology in it called MRNA. RNA is the like a uh, communicator for our DNA, right? So now they have the mRNA. And, and when you read what mRNA is, it says that it's like an app on your phone that we can open and access. Hello? So what the mRNA, how that gets into, how the M gets into your RNA, right? Into that place is they use a technology called CRISPR-Cas9 technology. Basically, it's a bacteria that they use to create a laser precision cut in the DNA. They will remove a piece and, and or in this case, the RNA, they remove a piece and then they insert it in and it changes the DNA. It actually changes the genetic makeup of the person. So they could very easily put in artificial intelligence now into that system and allow it to control. My cat's out here pacing, looking for the kitten. It's so stressful. Uh, I'm sorry to digress, but that's my situation at the moment. So actually, let me do this. Let me come back over here. So what they've done is they've actually changed that and, and they're allowing the DNA to be changed. Go ahead, honey. please go in the other room. And they're allowing the DNA to be changed and that is now connected to the computer, to the main systems, and it is controlled in such a way so that the addiction to it or the connection to it is much stronger. So this, the you know, the, the children today have never been disconnected. They've never been disconnected from the frequencies that disconnect them from source. It's a problem because no one's using their brain. No one's using their awareness. No one's realizing, you know, what is happening. This technology, you know, it's very interesting. Like if, you, if we do a little storyboard of technology, 1947, the TV came into play. And when the TV came in, that's when they were able to really start changing the psyche of, of the mindset. You know, it was like when they started showing women smoking or, you know, certain things like that. And that was a generation that ideally it was a, the start of the degradation of the family unit, right? That was the ones where the families would start to split up, right? And then it would be just kind of wheelbarrowing after there. So first you have the families going, you know, splitting up and divorcing. And then you start creating an atmosphere where people start moving away from each other. So you take, you start taking these really tight family units and stretching them out and stretching out, and stretching out. And, and it's a destruction of society altogether. And now you put in place this technology. Hey, you can stay connected. No, you can't. It's, this isn't, this isn't a connection. This is a virtual world that we use as a portal to see one another instead of using the real energy and the real realm to do these things. You know, uh, I have this conversation often and I, 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 you know, people send messages and say, I love you, but they don't set any time to see you. Or they say, oh my God, I have so much fun with you. Or I like you, but no one sets up the time to see you. Well, 
you know, for me, being around someone that you like, you want to hang out with, stuff like that, it's all, it's it's the energy. And if I like you, then I want to be around you because I want to sop up that energy. You know, like I say my mom all the time, you know, she, me and my friends say we love each other. It's the how, how, what, what, why would, why wouldn't you want to be around the people that you love and care for? Well, it's because the technology has now seeped into our brains and convinced us that we're connected when we are so disconnected. We are disconnected from ourselves. We are disconnected from source. We are disconnected from our families. We are disconnected from our food source. We are disconnected from our water. It's very alarming. And nobody's thinking about it. Nobody's, all anyone's thinking about is the mind control that has been embedded into the psyches. I wonder how many generations will suffer a generational trauma from this. How many, how long will this perpetuate? How long will this take place? You know, before someone recognizes it, like, you know, I mean, society cannot continue like this. You know, a robotic world can, sure. An AI-based world, 100%. You know, that's what th they want. That's why they're creating Neo. That's Neom. That's why they have Sophia, the robot, have a, a member uh, membership, have a citizenship in Saudi Arabia. It's because Sophia, the goddess mother, is now a robot who's going to reside over Neom, which if you change the letters, it spells Omen, right? Which is an, in total smart city that you can upload your consciousness to, that you can go over in Saudi Arabia. Like, are, are you kidding me right now? And it just, people don't get it, but they don't because somewhere along the line, people started singing songs. Like if I only had a brain and thought it was a good little ditty and it was a fun little song and not realizing it's almost like you're being mocked. Like, look, we're going to take your heart. We're going to take your brain, right? We're going to take your courage. Isn't that what the wizard of Oz is? Isn't it, isn't it showing what they're taking away? And all it is, is a bunch of bullshit behind the screen. That if you really want to find your way home, you're going to have to go in because the only way out is in. You know, we're at a place in society where people really are going to have to start thinking or they're just going to lose. And what's the point of having a family and having, you know, uh, creating something that you're allowing someone else to dictate and to control on a level that you'll never be able to gain control back. Once this is gone, if people let this go too far and, and the brains are in a full connection with an AI system, that means your thoughts can be embedded in. You know, um, I've said it before, you know, with the vaccine, I, it is such a horrendous thing that they have done. It, it, it is just, they have taken people and injected them with a transhuman that's now modifying their genes and they're trying to create another us and them, right? Like they do with race and religion and everything else, you know, and us and them. And what a horrible thing to have to have conversations with friends and stuff that you have this in your body now. This is what it's going to do. That it killed 45,000 people within two days, not including everything else that has transpired from it. At what point does the, the, the brain, the cognitive function of I need to survive kick in? Which, is, which brings me to another part of the brain that I just want to mention because I find it really intriguing. And most people don't know this. We have three parts of our brain, and one part of our brain is the reptilian part of our brain. Um, Paul McLean, he did a true in brain, and it's a model based on the three um, 
structures in our human brain. And the reptilian brain is the primal part of our brain. It is the, what is it? It's the, uh, what did they say? I think it was the, shoot, I hope I can remember. It's the Fs. There's four Fs. Let me see if I can find it. So it would be fight, flight, fucking, and feeding, I think, is it? I think those are the, that's what the reptilian part of our brain is for, is those, is those parts of the brain. So riddle me this. Why do we have a lizard part of our brain? Why is part of our brain that operates our primal part? Why is it part lizard? Anyone know? Anybody? Because I'm still trying to figure this one out. Like at what point did we get hijacked that we have part reptilian brain? Or is part of this whole thing to not allow us to see who and what we really are? We only know who and what we are based off of what we've been told because we've been so shielded from our actual own energy to to be able to absorb it. I think that's why so many people now who are, you know, uh, spiritually attached, right. Who are really like here for a reason and, and, and helping humanity, why we're kind of being pulled and uh, we're growing more is because we're, we're working on those connections and not the artificial ones. But I find it interesting that we have reptilian part of our brain. And what if part of that is just discovering that, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let me throw this out there hypothetically. What if we evolve from something else? And I don't mean evolve like we came from monkeys, but I mean, what if we 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 were just some lab experiment? I mean, you have to think about it. We're the only things on this planet that look like us. Like animals all kind of function in a certain way. Insects do, uh, the aquatic life does, right? All of that, but we're just, you know, uh. I watched, if you haven't watched the series Utopia, it is literally like mocking us as, as to what's going on right now uh, from the vaccine to just everything. I mean, they, 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 the medical system in general has been designed to cause disease and to, and to control people. You know, uh, it's very interesting because a lot of, a lot of these um, researchers that come out and they talk about stuff, um, they actually work for, say, like the Rockefeller uh, universities and stuff like that. So it's all controlled. I mean, they tell them what they can publish and what they can't publish, you know, so it's a very controlled thing. But in the meantime, they're having them discover how the brain works. I had discovered recently that evidently there is a single person that is a patent holder of all of the patents that exist that are filed within the U.S. government. And... Um, Good old Killary, she was, when she was an attorney, she was actually a patent attorney, I believe, in the day, patent attorney in the day, and she was the one who filed it for this person. So this one person, basically, the way that this particular one reads is that all patents that are filed, if they can be used as a weapon, they will be used and taken over by the U.S. government. So anyone who has ever done any type of research or information about the brain and they discovered in the government, they filed a patent on it, and then they discovered that they could use it as a weapon, they would use it as a weapon. So let me uh, divert back to patent 6506148B2 that attacks the nervous system. And it shows how it attacks the nervous system through pulses when you watch TV or when, you, when we're using the computer. Now, if you use that in reference to what I just said, they have weaponized it. So how badly are these things affecting us when we're using them? You know, uh, people, you know, they 
No cigarettes are bad for them, right? Cold cuts. Cold cuts have listed as a carcinogen, okay? So if you're eating a uh, Italian sub, you just ate a cancer sub. Pretty much that's what you ate. But yet you still do it. Why? What happened? What happened to the brain? What happened to the the... To, the, to that primal part, like even to that reptilian part of your brain where you want to survive, like that literal primal part in there that says, like, we got to sink or we're going to, you know, or we're going to swim and we have to decide which one we're going to do. Come here, baby girl. Come here. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting to say as I do a show about the brain, but there's a lot to think about, but there's a lot to think about. You know, uh, I think it's Bruce Lipton and... Well, I'll, I'll go off Bruce Lipton. Bruce Lipton has a um, lecture. It's called The Biology of Belief. Really good lecture. And he used to teach all about the cells and how they worked. And then he realized, and as he further along in his studies, he realized that the cells are completely empty. There's nothing there. Basically, whatever you pull in through the ether or through the internet, whatever you pull in, whatever information you pull in, that's where you get your information from. So that goes back to what Preston said is that the brain is just an interface. It's just a way for us to take and transmute information. And if that's the case, and if they're drowning us in frequencies, then that lack of being able to transmute information is going to create a society that is so detached from itself that it's going to go insane, literally mad cow disease. And now, like I said, with, with you know, so many people having the vaccine, you know, that, that, that's been causing the prion disease that is causing memory loss, that is causing uh, signs of dementia and Alzheimer's, what's going to happen? And these are things that we need to talk about now before it happens. Like, let's find some remedies. Let's, is fasting work? Are these things going to help reset a system in the brain? And how do we, how do we interject so this doesn't get to a point where there really is a zombie apocalypse. And again, I'm not talking dead corpus. I'm talking people who are subservient slaves and doing what they're doing. It's like a, an invasion of the body snatchers. If you haven't seen that, it's an old movie, which is basically about more gallons, how the fibers convert you into a whole nother being. And then they tell on each other. They rat each other out in the thing and then they kill them off and then everybody becomes the same and it's one hive mind. That's what 5G is, is one hive mind. It's AI telling you what to think and how to act. You can go there if you want to. I guess some people are okay with being controlled. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I have a brain. I have a computer. Whatever's going on inside here, it's working extremely well, extremely well. Lately, I've been commanding my memories back. Most of us don't have the full memories we used to have. There's a reason for that. These devices that we use, they're psychotronic weapons. They're erasing our memories. They're erasing who we are. How would you know if you woke up tomorrow who you were, if they did some work on you when you were sleeping? You know? I mean, these are all viable questions. You know, they can fry us. It's just, it's unbelievable what's taking place. But the, the most important part is, is this disconnection of source. It's who we are. You know, whether they're modifying the, the, the God gene that's inside of us and they're working to disconnect that, you know, what there has to be more of an ultimate uh, goal than just to create a slave race because they already have a slave race. We're all slaves right here, right now, all of us. 
you're not free. None of us are free. Don't tell me you're free because you're not. You can't go build anything you want to build anywhere. You can't go do, you can't go fishing most places without a license. You can't build a house without permission. You can't travel without permission. You can't do anything without a license or passports. And that's the prison system. It's an open air prison we're all in right now. And there's either going to come a point where humanity decides to wake up and start thinking about these things and start realizing that the, the pivotal point that we're on right now is going to dictate the future. And what are we what are we deciding for ourselves, but better yet, what are we deciding for the children? Which way are we going to go with this? You know, it's exhausting trying to talk to someone who has a closed mind. It's, um, I mean, even before I was aware, right? Even before I, I realized, I always was in tune. I always had a connection. You know, it's this world that says, no, no, that's not really it. It's you just thinking that. You're just saying, no, motherfucker. I know who I am. I know who I am. I have these connections to divine source. I have these connections to the earth. I get information coming in and who it comes from, I don't know. Uh, but I know there's times where I hear things that I wouldn't think to say, let's just say that. So are they my thoughts? Or are they being planted in there? Uh, remember there was a time that, and I've spoken on this before, uh, it was in 2012 and I had just gone through hell and back. And it was right before I got really sick and I was, my, I was just breaking down. Like everything was just breaking down. And, uh, I remember being in the shower and I remember crying and then I heard, um, you are a child of mine. You are in the glory of the kingdom and you are protected. I don't use words like those. I grew up in the city. I have a, I have a mouth. I talk fast. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not my verbiage. And I can't imagine, I could imagine, but it doesn't seem plausible that they would implant a thought in me that would allow me to feel so strong and so connected. Like that doesn't seem logical. It's like the area I live in. You know, I've talked to a couple people about this and because there's so many strong, ooh, I just got the body chills. There's so many strong spiritual people in this area. It is so refreshing. It's so amazing to talk to people who are actually in tune with the earth, with each other, with, with the betterment of society. It's, it's such a beautiful thing, right? So why are we all attracted to this area? And I had... um shoot, maybe like four months ago, I was um, reading or watching something and it was talking about how people who are really connected are, are spiritually migrating to the areas they're supposed to be in. So that we're setting up, I have the body chills again. So <laughs> the confirmations, so that we're setting up some type of a field, but it doesn't seem plausible that they, the underlords, would want us in the same area together, knowing how strong we are, again, full body chills, how strong we are together. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I've talked to a few people. In fact, uh, I was in the um, pool earlier today and I was talking to one of my neighbors and he was talking to me about the area and saying that, uh, I, I mean, I heard this from several people, this is Native American uh, land and it's very well protected and that there was a drum circle last night and that hardly ever rains. Like if it rains, it never goes over that. And then my neighbor was telling me today that there's certain areas here that just never, anything never seems to happen there. Like, no, it doesn't like, they don't get floods. The storms don't hit it. It's just, you know, 
I mean, that alone shows you how magical and how powerful we really are. But they have us windle down into these, or most people into this subservient, mindless little bitch. It's so, it's, it's so annoying because it's those who lack knowledge. It's those who lack connection. It's those who are lacking that are trying to steer society. And I just keep saying to them, oh, okay, Nazi, like, you know what I mean? Like, just go live your life. Why are you worried about mine? Why are you worried about what I'm doing? Why are you not worried about my health? Like, look at you. You smoke, you drink, you do this, and you want to talk to me about health? It's just, you know, but that's the mindlessness. That's the controlling that takes place. It's crazy. I mean, it really, literally in the definition of the word, it is, it is crazy. You know, they're hacking our minds. They're hacking our dreams. They're controlling a society by telling them to be good little docile slaves and tell on your, you know, tell on your buddy so that you can get a better social score. By the way, uh, I hate to even give them a shout out. Maybe I'm not going to. There's a website. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name it. There's a website out there that if you just put your name in, it'll probably come up, but there's a website out there that right now, if you uh, put your name in, it brings up a social score for you. I have, I'm, I'm below average, by the way, in my social score, just by a few points, but I am below, but here's the, here's the kicker. If you have, uh, if I, I can go to you on your social score on this page, I can either say something good about you and boost it, or I can talk trash about you and lower it. This is insanity, but this insanity goes in alignment with um, China Skynet. And that was the one of the clips I had played from you earlier. It also goes in line with a lot of people don't know about what is called E-Estonia card. Now, E-Estonia is very similar to Skynet. They've had it for a long time. So basically, the citizens of Estonia have to carry a card. On that card, like it's scannable, on that card is everything in their life. I mean everything in their life. All of their medications, all of their doctor's appointments, all of their driving, all of their banking, everything is on this card. So if someone wants to shut that shit off, you're done. This is the kind of control that people are handing over. You're handing over everything that God gave you. You're supposed to be able to eat. You're supposed to be able to drink. You're supposed to be able to forage for food, to provide shelter. These are all God-given natural laws. And these demons are coming in and, and trying to dictate what we can and can't do. You know, the Wizard of Oz, I was just telling people like a story. You know, all of these, all of these, um, all of these movies, all of these, 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 the, the ones like the, I'm, I'm, I can't think of the word right now, but all of these things have clues and they're just saying the, the, the same thing over and over again, pretty much, you know, when you, when you look at the wizard of Oz and you think of it in a bigger picture, you know, the green is that is the heart. It's the green heart, you know, the, the Emerald city, the yellow brick road is your proverbial path to your hopes and dreams. Which way are you going to go? Like you have to have a heart. You have to have a brain, right? You have to have courage to find out who you are and where you want to go. Without those things, you're just going to become a mindless little slave. And, and what is it? A cog in the wheel? Is that how you say it? A cog in the wheel? I think that's how you say it. But that's what's going to start happening to society. It's not a society I want to partake in. It's not, it doesn't even, it doesn't even intrigue me intellectually. 
It just doesn't. It's just a bunch of bullshit. But that's what people want to do. Do you know, I, I have a friend of mine. This is a true story. I can't even believe it. I can't even believe this conversation. I have a, I have a, I have a girlfriend of mine. We've been friends for a long time. I love her. I absolutely love her. And I have friends who are not aware. And I just have to respect the relationship because there's some people... I. I, I the seed's never going to get planted because it's concrete. Let's just say that even though the rose grew from the concrete, it just, some people, it's just not going to happen. So I have a, a friend of mine um, back in Boston and her and I, uh, you know, we were talking on the phone and she's like, all right, let me know. This is what she's, she wants to come visit. Right. So, uh, she wears a mask and she's vaccinated and, um, she wants to come visit. And she told me to let her know what the statistics were on COVID. And I said, well, you want me to tell you the statistics, the real ones? No. She said, I want you to tell me what the TV says. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? Yeah. She didn't, she didn't, she wasn't interested in knowing what she wasn't interested in knowing what was really going on. She was interested in knowing what the TV said was going on. And in that, that, that was an epiphany, right? It was like, that's how strong, I mean, I know it's strong. I see it. I, 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 I witness it in conversations I have with people, but just in that moment for her to tell me that I was like, holy moly, like, are you, you for real, for real operation mockingbird? Hello. Like, but I can't, none of that. you know what I mean? Like even the few times that I have tried to discuss something it just doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't change anything. It just sits right there. So, you know, I stopped trying so hard to save everybody else and I'm just focusing on saving me. But my intentions of sharing this information is to <laughs> see who has a brain, to see who can, uh, I guess, live without one, right? Because as, a, as I've already said, that there are people who can function and live without a brain. And part of our brain is our brain gut connection, which I didn't even get into tonight, but we have a brain gut connection. And some people say that our gut is our true brain. And perhaps that's why they contaminate us so much with the food, right? Because it sits in there. And glyphosate, by the way, glyphosate, which is in the food, which is the pesticide, that messes with your brain. Hello, dementia, Alzheimer's, all sorts of health problems. Like that's, that's some serious stuff going on right there. Just FYI. So if you're not paying attention to your food, you're contributing to your own demise. It's crazy. It, is, it really is. I mean, it, you know, I, I hate using the word crazy because I don't feel like it actually has like a full descriptive all the time, but it is crazy. There's also a document you can go to uh, that talks about a lot of this too. Or not a good, yeah, fair, I guess you could say a fair amount. It is... Uh, you can find it on the Fulton Informer, which is a great page, and it is uh, Millimeter Waves. It is a declassified and approved for release on 5-10-2012. Um, it is translations on USSR science and technology biomedical sciences, effects on non-ionizing electromagnetic radiation. So this is August 1977. They've been doing this to us for a while and it's the frequencies of mother earth that we need, right? So you have to start reconnecting. You know, if you go out into, 
the earth at sunrise and at sunset and you put your feet into the dry earth and you look into the sun and you put your intentions into the sun, you will get information. You will connect to the frequencies of mother earth and you will get balance. It will help your body. It's called grounding and it's super beneficial. You know, we're electric beings and the frequencies and the way that our brains work, they work off of frequencies. So we have to realign ourselves. And I do say have to, I don't usually say have to, but we have to realign ourselves if we want to save ourselves. And it's going to be through frequencies. So if we continue to partake in carrying a cell phone on our body and checking it every five minutes and having it attached or sticking it in your back pocket or sticking it in your bra, you are doing nothing but harm to yourself and your psyche. There are things that we can do. I'm not saying to live your life without this technology. We're at a point now where it is integrated. Again, we're cyborgs. You know, we've passed the point of, of, uh, of what we, what, most people don't realize the point that we have passed, but we are well into our future beings. You know, we are in the future thinking we're living in the past. It's, you know, we're, we're much more advanced in technology. You know, they have, Wi-Fi has always existed. The energy in the air has always existed. You know, we breathe in energy. We breathe in prana. And that's why when you do your breathing techniques, you feel better and you have more energy. It's because you've created more energy. You sucked it into your body, right? You fed it that way. But they don't teach us breathing. They don't teach us eating. They don't teach us how to be healthy, right? They teach you how to eat McDonald's. They teach you how to put a vaccine in your body. They teach you how to tell on your neighbor and not to be a good person. It's a, you know, it, this is a spiritual battle. This is a battle of heaven and hell. This isn't about politics. It's not really, it is about the jab, but it's just a distraction again. You know, this is, this is about our very essence. This is a spiritual battle and you're going to have to decide, are you going to let the devil continue to win or are you going to step in your own divinity and stick up for yourself and, and be magnificent. Me? I'm magnificent. I am prodigious indeed. And I will only align with that. I'm not going to allow um, any of this other nonsense in. And to know that I can take control over this is an extremely powerful thing. You know, I do my digital detoxes and I just did one, do another one. You know, I'm going to do them periodically. But when I do a digital detox, it's when I become more self-aware. It's when I really start getting information or like my poems just come in or I'm super clear in thought. Like when my last digital detox, all of a sudden I was like, like going through some of my notes that I've taken or some research from my old shows. And then like, I'm finding these amazing documents. I was said in Sophia, I'm like, look at all this stuff I'm finding. Like, this is so great, you know? And, and it's because I wasn't being distracted by the distractions by what, you know, the thing is, is that social media and the algorithms are very controlled and not saying again, I'm not telling you to do or what not to do, but I'm telling you they're very controlled. And in that process of being controlled, myself included, right? Even knowing this information that when you go on those things, it's a form of mind control. It's a form of programming. They're all government run sites, except for ours, otwtube.com. We are an independent social media platform and we, we like uh, things to just be raw and natural. It's authentic, right? It's how it should be but it's not how it's, it's happening right now. Everything is extremely scripted. 
The only thing I can suggest to you is to write your own play, to write your own story, because if you don't sit down with pen and paper right now and realize who you are, what direction, and how you want your play to end, you're just going to wind up in a rerun, and it's going to happen over and over and over and over again. It's going to happen to you, and it's going to happen to your children, and it's going to happen to your grandchildren, and it's going to be your fault because you didn't do anything, because you were too mindless to actually realize what was taking place and that humanity is what's at stake. It's not about health. It's about humanity. And you're either going to be on the side of humanity or you're going to be on the side of evil. You're going to have to be the one to decide. So I appreciate everybody who has tuned in tonight. I'm going to leave it on that note because I feel like it's a pretty good one. I appreciate anyone tuning in tonight, listening to what I have to say. I appreciate all the people who follow me on my page on KB Visions One and who share their knowledge. I really appreciate you. I don't always have time to get back to all the comments and the messages, but I really, truly appreciate it, especially on the ones on the posts that I do uh, about parasites, you know, about cleansing and stuff like that. Some of you, man, you just offer the best information and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. I really am. With that, I want to tell you that I also, I'll, I'll repost it again. You'll find it to otwtube.com. Uh, KB Visions is my page there. And there's a video. Uh, there's a video I found that I made it into my own little video, but it is a beetle. And the beetle is walking around, except the beetle is hollowed out. There's nothing in the beetle. It's a, it's, it's a, open, empty shell bug walking around. And the reason it's able to walk around is because it has a mind parasite. Think about that. That beetle has nothing inside, but it's able to still walk around and it's because it has a mind parasite. What is taking place in society is a mind virus. You're a beautiful divine being. You were born with an immune system. We have been provided with everything that we need to heal ourselves and to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. But it's going to be up to you. What are you deciding for you? What are you deciding for your children? And um, <laughs> do you really have a brain? I'm just wondering, like, is there, you know, is it in there? I don't know. You have been listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, KB, KB Visions. I'm here every Monday night, 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. You can find all of our shows uploaded to every major streaming platform, um, otwtube.com, onthewakeupradio.com is our radio shows. We have, I think it's 35 radio shows, and shoot, I think we're close to almost 2,000 episodes at this point. It's pretty badass. We have something for everybody here to come, to listen, to create a critical thinking process. And, you know, the whole point of, of listening to people talk and to absorbing the information it's just that. It's just to take information in. People are so scared of information, like, ah, what am I supposed to do? Well, just just, just listen and then to see from there what you're going to do. But I will tell you, I heard this a long time ago, and I completely agree with this. You are not responsible for the information you don't know, but you are responsible for the information you do know. It's up to us to have a, an effect on what's going to happen in society. And I'm watching very closely on the people who are near and dear to me, which way they're acting and how, how they're deciding what is right for humanity. You know, I have to say, I, I, I am my sister forever. 
you know, just didn't want to hear what I had to say and didn't listen. And over this last year, I have seen my sister stop posting, you know, stuff about my sister's like me, like you can't tell my sister what to do. She's not gonna, you know, she's, she's, she's a very strong minded person. And, um, you know, being told what to do, I think is, has what prompted her to start looking into stuff and, and researching it more. She works in the medical industry. So, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a two way street because she's, has to abide by certain rules and then she has to, you know, do her own research, but I'm super proud that she's been, her mind has been opened. And actually I'm going to share this one more story with you. I was at this little, uh, little restaurant in my area and I was in there and I was having an espresso and I was talking to them and there was a gentleman sitting there, a doctor sitting there. He had his uh, scrubs on and he was eating and he was listening to a podcast. And it was a podcast that was very aware, very woke, whatever way you want to call it. So I asked him, I forget the name of it at the moment. I asked him, I said, what is the podcast? And he started talking. And then we started talking. He's like, whoa. He's like, I never get to meet people like you. Like we actually, he goes, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Like I'm looking at myself. Like, And it was really nice and refreshing because we had a conversation and we both knew exactly what was going on. That this is the battle of heaven and hell. And the pedophiles want to run the world. And you know what I mean? Like this whole thing. And he works in a hospital. And again, he's a doctor. And he told me, he said, I'm not going to tell you what hospital. And he never told me his name. And he told me that um, the doctors are being threatened with their licenses right now. They can't speak in any way. They're not allowed to talk about ivermectin. They're not allowed to talk about hydrochloroquine. Yeah, mangling words right now. They're not allowed to talk about anything at all except for the vaccine. And if they do, they will lose their license or they'll be threatened to lose their license. The very fact that they're not just getting up and walking out the door it's kind of ironic, but you know that you're going to start seeing this more and more and don't quit your job. You don't have to quit your job. There's ways around this. You know, if this is what it's coming down to start using your brain, start thinking, start looking for answers. Do not say you're defeated. It's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people act like a little defeated little baby before anything even happens. You know, we're in a war, we're in a battle for your spirit. It's up to you. So I will quote John Trudell, and I'm signing out. As John Trudell said, you're in a place where spirits get eaten. Protect your spirit because you're in a place where spirits get eaten. One second. Come over here. Pardon me, listeners. Sorry about that, but I don't want to have kitty cat battles on the air. So John Trudell said, protect your spirit because you're in a place where spirits get eaten. And it's a very true story. You have been listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, KB. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here with me tonight. And for all of those that are working to make the world a better place, I love you. Um, much love and respect to Cindy Ashby, our super producer. Much love and respect to the entire On the Wake Up Radio family. And I will be back on the air on Wednesday night, 9 p.m. for my show with Sophia, Zest and Sophia. And uh, we have a really good show for you on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about light to darkness. And uh, it's not a good topic, but again, it is something that really needs to be talked about. And it's the sexual abuse. So that will be on Wednesday. And I will be back here on next Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. And until then, I'm out. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne. 
On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.